Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Ben with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I always say, we got a great show for you. We got Jay and Laura LaFoon coming on. They're, um, they have a marriage ministry that's really doing some great things for marriages. And, and for people that watch our show that know Sandy, they know how big we're into marriage ministry and stuff oh, like yes, that. We're so very passionate we're about really that. excited mm -hmm. about where this show is going to go today. Um, but we're going to talk a little bit about their story, how they met, their books, and, you know, we'll see where it goes. So welcome to the show. Yes, welcome. Great to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you. And, you know, I always like to start the show out the same, and I hate to have to start it out this way, but mm -hmm. hopefully one day I won't have to start it this way. Maybe one day. <laughs> As you know, COVID has affected everybody. How has COVID affected what y'all do as a ministry, and what have y'all done to kind of maneuver through that? Well, it's very interesting because um, we travel for a living. Uh, what we do right. are things called ultimate date night. Mm -hmm. And uh, we travel to different churches, different communities virtually every weekend. And um, the last show we had was February 29th of last year. Wow. And so we have had to pivot. Um, we're, we've mm -hmm. been talking for a long time about trying to get some stuff going online. COVID has now allowed us to do that. <laughs> Actually, forced us to do that. it pushed um, you to do it. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. we, in fact, we just wrapped up our first online class and um, <clears throat> learned a lot, still learning a lot. But um, And actually, next mm -hmm. Friday night, February 12th, we will be doing a virtual Ultimate Date oh, wow. Night, which is what we used oh, to wow. and do. <laughs> right. But now we're going to be live streaming one next, um, next, next Friday. Friday night. So if people want to hop on over to our Facebook page and like our page, they can find all that information about that and uh, where to get tickets. Yeah. Oh, great. You know, we're, um, about we're actually going to get on a stage. It's going to be like, Ooh. oh, wow. <laughs> you know, um, COVID kind of pivoted the show a little bit because when we first, did. we launched January of 2020. And the and the goal, ultimate goal, it was a country music um, interview show. That's how we started. That's yeah, our roots. That's our roots. <laughs> and 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 we were our goal was a hundred interviews first year. We thought if we could do that, yeah. we would have a great base to go um, for the first year. And then COVID happens, <laughs> and I remember telling Sandy, you know, all these artists and entertainers and authors and all that, mm -hmm. they're gonna need a place to talk. And because of that, we're going to give them that platform. And we interviewed over 300 people last year. Wow. Wow. That's, That's crazy. So COVID, you know, I kind of joke with Sandy about this. And, you know, and it's not that we take COVID lightly, but no. you got to find that silver lining. Silver right. um, yep. But five years from now, when our show is a Bobby Bones or a Kelly Clarkson type show, we'll be able to look back and say, you know, we kind of owe it to COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great <clears throat> so y'all met on a blind date tell us about that yes please tell us that story well, i um i grew up in michigan and out of college i uh, got, got a job in atlanta georgia um so on july 4th i moved down on july 3rd on july 4th got <laughs> my boss set me up with this <laughs> one um because yeah. uh, she had been best friends with my boss's wife and we went to an Atlanta Braves baseball game. Um, this was back when they wore the powder blue, you yeah. know, and Ooh, Dale Murphy uh, yeah. and Bob Horner, those guys. And um, we uh, had a good time uh, at the end of the uh, game because it was 4th of July. They shot off a bunch of fireworks. And um, our double date that that, that we were out with um, <laughs> wanted to beat the crowd. So um, we got out of there quick and uh, 
got took Laura home and she got out of the car quicker than I'd, I've ever seen anyone <laughs> get out of the car. Well, I thought, well, okay. Um, we had a great time. Um, she was had moved back in with her mom. And the next morning, she told her mother she was going to marry me after, wow. Oh, after, wow. after a blind date. And then over <laughs> the next 10 days in Atlanta, Georgia, okay, this, this, there was 2 million people living in Atlanta, Georgia at the time. And over the, over the next 10 days, she managed for her path and my path to cross eight of those 10 days. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I didn't know it then, but we have a word for that now. It's called stalking. So that, that, that's what but it was 10 days later on July 14th that I asked her to marry me. Wow. Yeah. And, and I love that story because like with us, mm -hmm. um, we met back in 2002 online. Yes, we you did. Know, of course, back, back then it was taboo. You know, yeah. everybody meets online now, but nobody mm -hmm. met back. Yes. I always kind of joke that I'm like, I think we met when it was safest because even right. the criminals didn't understand the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, our, so we kind of, you could say it was a blind date because we met February 2nd of 02. We talked on the phone for the first time, February 4th. We set a wedding date, February 18th. And then wow. we met, and then we met in person March 4th. So yes. we were meeting in person to see who we were going to marry. Yeah, we were that crazy. <laughs> we just knew God. Yeah, we knew. We, we, you know, it was just one of them thing, moments to where you're like, you know what? This is a God thing. And we knew that. How quick did y'all know? Did, I mean, I know you said with her, she knew immediately. How quick did you know? Yeah, how quick did you know, honey? It was... Uh, well, it was before, so it was. Hold on, <laughs> probably probably a week. By the end of the first week, I knew. Yeah, yeah, because uh, when she asked, her and her friend were going away into the mountains of North Carolina, and they asked me to go with them, mm -hmm. and I basically said, "I I can't go without telling you how I feel about you." Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, that was probably a week. Yeah, yeah, it was a week. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is a while back, um, I guess about five, ten years ago, we was up in Kentucky where her parents lived, mm -hmm. and we was looking at her old, old computer. I mean, probably don't even work now. Oh yeah. But we was going through some right of the messages now. that mm -hmm. we had that first week, and we were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they got after the first phone call. Yeah. Because the they were really week. heavy, and I was like, "I, I was like, boy, we really, did. you know." I was like, "I said that, you know." We and, and, and I, I'll never forget. The moment I was like, I didn't want to feel like I was a, a stalker type person. Mm -hmm. And I remember telling Sandy, um, would it be too fast if I said I love you? Uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not too fast. <laughs> like, no, when, you, when you know, you know. First week. Yeah, that's in the first week. Yeah. When you know, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I lost friends over this because I had friends tell me how crazy I was. You're stupid. You're this. You're that. And here it is. Uh, we just crossed 18 years married. And most of them that called me stupid have been married three times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We just knew. Again, it's, it's like you said, it's one of them things where when you know, and, and I always talked again. I mean, I, I heard so many times through the years, people would say, when you know, you know, and I always thought there's no way it's not happening. Yeah. And yet it happened. Yeah. <laughs> never yeah. say never to God. That's right. He just, we make our plans and he laughs, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your book, Ultimate Date Night. Yes. 
Well, in our travels that we, you know, pre-COVID, when we were doing our ultimate date nights, we would do church conferences and we host mm-hmm. our own conferences. We always hear from couples because one of the things we really encourage couples to do is to keep de- dating even after you've said yeah. I do. Because it mm-hmm. seems like we say I do, we stand at the altar, we say I do, and then we quit dating each other. And they, you know, he goes and does his thing, she goes and does her thing. And mm-hmm. so we always are encouraging couples to date. And frequently we will hear but we don't know what to do on a date. He likes to do that. I like to do that. We don't have time. We're too busy. It costs too much. You know, zillions of excuses. And so we just decided, you know what? We're going to write a book. We're going to give couples some ideas. 52 dates. One a week. Yes. Not that you have to do one a week. Yeah. Right, right. Tried to think out of the box. Some that, and yeah. what we did in the book was we give you a key. So um, is it going to be expensive or not expensive? Is it going to, take a lot of effort or is it not going to take very much effort at all? And is it going to, um, romance? I know. Is it going to cause <laughs> romance? I was trying to think of the word cause, romance, <laughs> not cause romance. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we just sat down and it was a really fun book to write, um, to come up with the dates. And then we also give you places to, we give you conversation prompts, um, always tying in with the scripture and a, and a thought, what's this date yeah. going to help us accomplish in our marriage? How is this, you know, the, Every date has a purpose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Love you, that. You, you yeah. Can, love you can that. Journal right in the book about, you know, here's what we decided about this area of our marriage. And um, really have seen a lot of folks um, walk away going, hey, that that not only was fun, but been, it's been great for our marriage as well. Yeah, that was kind yes. of that was kind of leading to my next question. I was going to ask, you know, when people go on these dates, what should they be thinking about? Yes. We help them get more out of it. Well, yeah. we have, we give them guidelines in the book as far as like, um, you know, this date you're 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 driving without a destination. You're just going to go for we're drive. Just going to hop in the car and go. But while you're driving <laughs> without a destination, mm-hmm. talk about where you want your marriage to go. All right. right. Destination for your marriage. Um, mm-hmm. We do one that's go fly a kite. You know, go go to Walmart and and buy a kite and go out and fly it. And remember that you were a kid once, and that and we love disc golf. Oh yes, yes I do. Yeah. 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 We do have disc golf one in there. Yep, there's a we disc golf. We do have disc golf. Yes, yes, I read that. I read the book, and that's like, yeah. oh, we just, love disc you know, golf. We recapture, love driving. Recapture your childhood. So right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's what happens a lot of times with couples, um, whether they're married five years, ten years, twenty years. Um, they forget that, you know, the Bible always talks about having that childlike faith and they forget when they were first dating that childlike faith that they had, that no matter what, what the other person said, they always assumed the best because all of a sudden it seems like people switch that Mm -hmm. to where whatever they said, they assume the worst. Right. How do people solve that a little bit as they start to grow their marriages? I really think you have to communicate. You got to keep the lines of communication open. Um, mm-hmm. Most in, in most marriages, mm-hmm. one person's going to like to talk more than the other. It's not always the wife. Sometimes it's the husband. Uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's harder for the one who doesn't like to talk, maybe, to say, we're going to sit down and talk. Um, but really to just have that open communication. One of the things we recommend is 15 minutes a day of uninterrupted conversation. So that means either before the kids get up, after the kids go to bed, but uh, no no cell phones, no TV on. It's just 15 minutes. 
and it kind of gives you that check-in that you need every day. And um, it'll help that assuming that you're saying something, you know, one of the worst things about the phones and the devices is when you're texting and or emailing, you can't, the tone of voice has to be assumed by the person that's reading. Exactly. That makes it really hard. So that's why that 15 minutes of uninterrupted conversation every day, eyeball to eyeball is really important. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important too the, for couples to talk about not just the mundane stuff that, you know, in, in which that's important. Yeah. You know, you got to get through that. But, but I think sometimes people forget that they, that their spouse has dreams, desires, um, fears. And I think those type of things are almost more important to talk about during the, because again, that's what brings the excitement, the passion back into marriages, I believe. Well, right. it's, it's funny because so many people, you know, we watch, we watch the movies, we watch uh, TV and, and, you know, love is spontaneous. Well, uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to be married very long to realize that that's not the case. However, I believe anticipation, we believe anticipation is a stronger emotion than spontaneity. You know, that uh, we're, getting, we're getting way together on purpose. And just like you look forward to Christmas or you look forward to a birthday, you know, you, you've got that, like you said, that dream of where you want to go, yeah. you know, when we want to get away to the mountains or to the, off to the coast or whatever. Um, we, honestly, uh, we had been saving up for 10 years uh, to go to Italy. Oh, and, wow. Um, and then COVID hit. And then COVID hit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. So uh, we, uh, uh, we decided we would take our Italy money and have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. anyway. That's like some of the fun things we do, you know, mm -hmm. and for, and again, not everybody would like this, but this is what keeps our marriage fresh is, you know, we live in Savannah, Georgia and Jacksonville, Florida and Charleston, South Carolina, both two hours away. Yeah. So true. two times a month in most cases. Now in the wintertime, that kind of varies, but when, in the when summer, it comes spring and all that, twice a month, mm -hmm. we usually take a day trip, shoot down to both one of the places and just enjoy the day. And yeah, that, that's where we beach. create the memories. Sometimes well, we go to the beach. Well. We, we, sometimes we create, sometimes it's the same routine over, but it's yeah. different because we're, we get away from the hustle and bustle uh, here of what we do. Yep. And we're able to just get away. And even if it's for that day, and I always try to tell people that even if it's for the day, there's so much magic that can happen in that day. Even if you got to drive two out, because for us, you know, not granted, some people hate to drive and all that. I get yeah. that. But you know what? Two hours ain't far. You know, anybody can pretty much do that. And they don't have to do it twice a month like we do. But that's just something that right. we do mm -hmm. every month. And yeah. it, and it is kind of like, yeah, okay. We have the best memories. And then we'll walk on the beach, whatever. Then we'll talk about sometimes the, where we're going and all that, what, what we, where we've been. So, you know, we, we make it a meaningful trip too. Yep. Yep. And, and, and a lot of times time in the car is great for conversation as yep. well. It is. Mm -hmm. yep. Absolutely. Yeah, I love all that. So then you have a few things you wanted to ask too. You already actually did my question. Here, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's your yeah. favorite restaurant in Charleston? <laughs> um, what have we? Uh, we haven't really ate a whole lot in Charleston. Uh, Savannah, though. Okay, oh, yeah, uh, Savannah, we have one. Um, the um, cobbles, um, or the, um, what is that one called? Oh, what is that? That one what? right on oh, River Street. It's yeah, on River Street. There. I'm trying to Our, think of the name of it, and we love that place. Yeah. Uh, um, what is that one? Conch House or no? Conch no, House. There's one that. 
I really I, I know I was thinking about yeah, that I can picture it. I can picture it. It's the one, it's right there on River Street. We haven't eaten there in years. And so now my mind's like <laughs> yeah, it's a really well, great only good ones in Savannah, that's for sure. Yeah, oh, there's oh, a yeah. lot of good ones. And yeah. an Italian one that I don't know if it still exists because we ain't been there in years either, but a one called Bella's. It was like a little cafe. They oh. have like candy, oh, it's nice candles yes. on the thing, and it was almost like an intimate yeah, setting. Italian. Nice. That was really that nice. was really nice for couples. Very yes. cool. Nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so what advice would you give couples, you know, because since we're talking about past, because, you know, my whole thing being that we love marriage ministry and ourselves like y'all is I cringe when I hear pastors or marriage gurus say that your marriage will go from a passionate marriage to a companionship marriage. And that's okay. I cringe on that because I'm like, I ain't lost the passion yet. And, and I believe that, even though you have seasons, you can still keep that passion alive through the through your whole marriage. I know a lot of people don't believe that, but I do. Um, but being talking about passion, what are some things that couples can do to help bring that passion back who they feel they're in a passionless marriage? Dating is one of them. Mm -hmm. You know, you, uh, we, we were doing a show in, in a rural town in Ohio and this old man came up to me afterward. And he said, you let those young people know. <laughs> what you need to get your spouse is what you need to do to keep your spouse. So uh, yes. you, know, you dated, you, you, you know, got cleaned up for each other, <laughs> you know, brushed your teeth and all that kind of, you know, got her flowers. She flirted with him, you know, all those things that you did early on, those don't have to go away. Now life has a, a way of kind of, you know, pushing them some sometimes, but yeah. remember to flirt, remember to date, remember to, to do those things that you did when you were young and in love. And it does. I mean, that's, that is one of the reasons that we, we wrote the ultimate date night book was because dating is so important to keep that romance, to keep that passion. And some of those dates are, you know, they're not going to spark passion. They're not going to spark romance, but they are going to continue that relationship that you have yeah. and yeah. spending time together, which is what's really important to keep that romance and that passion. Mm -hmm. Now, as you know, a lot of people, they have different communication styles. How do couples who have op who have different communication styles build that bridge where they can create that common ground so they can be on that same page? A couple phrases that we, we really challenge couples to use. Uh, the first one is help me understand. You know, you've just said something that I don't quite understand. So help me understand it by maybe saying it a different way. And then the other one, when when you're in a heated discussion, uh, <laughs> is to say, "Do you know how that just made me feel?" Mm -hmm. uh, and and say that, that um, if the person says, "Yeah, I know how it made you feel. <laughs> Hope it made you feel bad." Well, then you know you've married a jerk. Um, but uh, <laughs> you know, more than likely, the answer is going to be, "No, I don't know how that made you feel." And then mm -hmm. that gives mm -hmm. you an opportunity to explain it, and that helps get mm -hmm. get on the same page. We've also, uh, you know, we've written a lot of books, but the one that made the most impact in our marriage is Gary Chapman's Five Languages of Love. Yeah. And oh, we love that. Yeah. It really helped us learn how to communicate with each other. We're the same, though. Time. Yeah, we're both quality <laughs> time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Say say is, they say it's unusual, yeah. but, right. but hence, the hence the trips to Jacksonville. That's exactly. it. That's yep. what we both love. Yep. And, and you know, 
and talking about all this, you know, I went through 19 years of addictions and the first five years of our marriage um, was really hell for her because of those addictions. I was still in the middle of all that uh, until God healed me 13 years ago. Um, but, you know, she never put me down. She never nagged me. She uplifted me through them. You know, sometimes a lot of times a lot of people will say, oh, she allowed you to walk over her. And I have to explain that she allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. Big difference. Now, she, we, showed, you, she showed you what grace is all about. You know, pure grace. I mean, she had as pure heart as they come. And God knew when he put us together because we went, you know, again, people can say that, oh, we rushed things. We did this. There's no way we rushed things because I wouldn't be here if her heart wasn't as pure as it was, because that's what kind of broke my heart down enough to listen to God again. And because of all that, we are here. Now, we went through that battle um, within our marriage. Is there any battles that y'all went through that's been like that? Or, I mean, it don't have to be that extreme because we know that that's oh, extreme. Yeah, that's... But are there any battles that y'all went through that y'all had to overcome and lean on God? I would say there's what we call the big three in marriage, money, mm -hmm. sex, and in-laws, in okay? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, we've, we've had major struggles in all three of those areas over the years. Um, it's also um, raising adult children right now is a struggle for us. Um, yeah. Uh, yes. You know, watching them make choices that we would rather they not make. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we get on the same mm -hmm. page and, and try and go. Yeah, our daughter had went through a period of uh, quite emotional trauma. And that was hard for us because neither one of us understood it. And we were trying to understand oh. her. She was a teenager and we weren't always on the same page with how to handle her. Um, yeah. so mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, it was a, a struggle for several years. Mm hmm. Yeah, it was it was multiple years where it it put a strain on our marriage. There's mm -hmm. no question. And here we are doing standing on a stage telling people, uh, you know, how to have a great marriage, and we're just hanging on. And, and see, that's something that I remember back in 2007 when God healed me from. He told us one day we'll be talking marriage, mm -hmm. and I didn't believe any of that, you know, because like you know, marriage in a ditch. There's no way that's happening. But yet there's I've I've had a chance to tell our story from some stages, small stages, but still yeah. stages. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, it's been really cool to see what happens when you finally get to the point where you focus on the marriage, you focus on each other, you grow. And the game changer for our marriage, I think, came in 2010. Oh, it definitely <clears throat> um, I remember we, we, you know, I remember we started going back to church mm -hmm. and I started the healing process from all the years of addictions. And I, we, I got healed 2007. But of course, as you know, you can stop the drinking, but that don't mean your heart's healed. And, and so we st I started the healing process. But and then I started listening. We started listening to a lot of marriage sermons and marriage books and marriage mm -hmm. and all that. And I started seeing how what I did affected her even though i even though she held this mask so i remember one day i sat in 2010 i pulled her aside and i said okay god used you to help heal me i, I felt like it was my time to kind of help heal her from the damage i did i was like so I sat her down on the bed and i was like i need you to tell me everything i did to you in those beginning years and through the addictions and how you felt through those. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I promise I won't interject. I will just listen. And I'll be honest. 
within about 30 minutes, I'm sitting there like thinking, okay, what have I done? Because she's telling me stories that I didn't know that I even did. Because, of course, I blacked out a lot. So she's telling me all these stories. And I'm sitting there like, I just created a monster. But (laughs) (laughs) I let something out that I don't. But again, I also knew in my heart that this was her chance to start that healing process. And that was very healing to get to release all of that and, and let it go. Sure, sure. Well, the Bible's clear that we forgive so that we might be healed. Yeah, that's right. So what would you say is some of your advice on couples who've been through, whether it was what we went through or other issues, Yes, to start that healing process together? Because that I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of people, they don't understand how to heal. And I, one thing I've learned is if you can, if you have passion without the healing, you're going to end up in passionate fights, plain and simple. You got to have both to have, you know, to have a solid marriage. So what starts that healing process in a lot of couples? Well, I think Billy Graham's wife said it best. Uh, great marriages are, are made by two great forgivers. And uh, uh, mm-hmm. for those of us that follow She's Jesus, the best, uh-huh. the oh, best forgiver, you. that's for sure. Well, and for those of us that follow Jesus, we know what he's forgiven in us. Oh, yes. So, you know, I, I can forgive the fact that dinner's not on time or that you didn't even make mm-hmm. it or, you know. But for couples who are in more dire circumstances, um, and we hear this, all, that, you know, one of them doesn't want to go to counseling. One of them does. We oh, all yes. Have a Christian counselor, get somebody, you know, your pastor, somebody who can be the mediator because not mm-hmm. always couples have conversations that are healing yeah. when right. you're talking about junk, you know, and you're about bad stuff. And, you know, so to have that mediator person that helps you walk through that and work through that is hugely important as well. Mm-hmm. Love that. So let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the marriage ministry. When did you get the call for that? And how did that, did one of you get, feel like you got the call? How did that happen? Well, actually what was happening, um, I was doing a lot of youth speaking at camps and conference centers. Mm -hmm. And um, inevitably, uh, every once in a while, Laura would come with me. And um, most camps and most conference centers. If it was a nice camp, I would go. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Most of them do one weekend a year in in February Mm -hmm. of a, you know, couples weekend. And so a couple different conference centers that I was doing youth speaking at said, well, do you and your wife ever do marriage stuff? And because we were in youth ministry together, doing ministry here in our town, but he was also traveling on the weekends. And when you're, when you're a speaker for a living, the answer is always yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, we can. And so um, (laughs) we, we, we went to a couple conference centers and, and did some, uh, speaking. And then I think for us, it hit us that this is really what we want to do. Wow. We'd gotten invited by a church. Uh, the church was taking their couples to a, a hotel on Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. and they were uh, willing to uh, pay us gas mileage, pay us uh, $300, <laughs> and, and, and pay for our hotel room. Uh, oh, wow. And we had so much fun doing that. <laughs> On the way back home, we outlined our first book. Wow. Think, wow. That's when we knew we were we were called. Well, we were in youth ministry, like I said, and we were, you know, we had children of our own. And not that we quit loving teenagers. They just became quite annoying. And, 
and yes. were coming to us and wanting us to, you know, how can you help us with our kid because he's doing this and that and the other. And as we would talk to parents, we realized that the issue wasn't with the children. It was with mom and dad and not being on the same page. And it was wow. marriage. Yes. And so ultimately we came to the conclusion that if we were going to actually help children and help teenagers, we were going to have to help. Oh, wow. them. Yep. And so that's kind mm -hmm. of, that was all kind of happening at the same time that we went and did this retreat over on Lake Michigan. And it was just, it was just kind of eye opening that we're like, this is the next step. This is that next pivot that we, that we had to make. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of people with parents, when they argue fight or, and even a discussion, you know, when the kids see that they see the fight, but they never see the makeup part. Right. So right. all yeah, they see, true is y'all don't get along at all. And, and, and you may only, you may only argue one time a month, but if that's all they see, yep. then they stay in their mind. It's their issue. And well, I think and a lot of parents don't see it, realize that. The best thing you can do for your kids is to stay passionately in love. You know, yep. they need to see mm -hmm. dad sneak up behind mom and give her a kiss while, you know, while she's doing something and, and mom turn around and give him one back, you know, they're going to go, ooh, they're going to roll their eyes. <laughs> but, but that it gives them that security that mom mm -hmm. and dad aren't going anywhere. You know, my friend Ricky, he's getting a, his parents are getting a divorce. And my friend Sue, her parents are getting a divorce. But I feel secure because I can see my parents loving each other all the time. Yeah. Yes. I definitely love that. Mm -hmm. um, now, as you started building your marriage ministry, what were some of the struggles that happened while building because a lot there's a lot of people they want to do ministry they you know they see the glory of the ministry you know mm -hmm. they, they they see you know marriage today you know they see all these big ministries but we both know that the grind is the worst part of any bit whether it's a business a ministry it don't matter nothing changes in fact i sometimes i think ministry may be harder than a regular business yeah. <laughs> but um because so many people have different beliefs on what god is and who god is right. What are a few struggles that y'all went on building this within that had to do with the ministry that were the toughest for you, or at least that was tough? Well, our, our ministry is called Celebrate Ministries because we believe God intended marriage to be a celebration. Yeah. And um, to get people to realize that when you when you come to one of our events, uh, one's called Celebrate Your Marriage Conference, the other's wow. called The Ultimate Date Night, um, that you're not... You're not going to a um, uh, a, a seminar where you're yeah. going to sit. Mm -hmm. You're going to come and you're going to participate together, and you're going to laugh and you're going to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And that, that one of the hardest struggles is that um, people think if they're going to a marriage thing, it's because their marriage is messed up. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. Going to a marriage I thing should be the other way around. You go because you don't want your marriage to be messed right. up. Exactly. Or it's like getting an oil change. You know, mm -hmm. you get an oil change in your car because you need to every once in a while. And we yes. think. We think couples need to get away for an overnight, you know, twice a year. Doesn't have yeah. to be expensive. Uh, in fact, if you if you can't afford to get you overnight, ship your kids to somebody's house for overnight and use the overnight <laughs> at your house. You know, just a chance for you two to connect. Yeah. So perception was um, a big one. Also, church churches aren't they they say verbally that they want to help marriages, right? Um, but Marriage, a marriage minister in a church is probably the 11th higher. You know, you've got your children's ministry, you've got your music ministry, mm -hmm. you've got youth men's ministry. ministry, women's ministry, youth ministry, you know, the teaching ministry. 
So marriage ministry is always low on the totem pole. Yeah. And so trying to perception, trying to convince a church to, you know, you host an ultimate date night for your folks. It'll be great. You know, well, we've got all this other stuff going on. And so that was a real um, uh, struggle at uh, first too. And that, that, that's an ongoing struggle. Is right. That to, is an ongoing struggle. <laughs> yeah. And probably worse now. Right. Yes. If you ask any senior pastor, what are the, you know, take COVID out of the picture. Yeah. What, are the, what are the top three concerns you have for your congregation? 95% of pastors are one of those top three concerns is going to be marriages. And yet, mm-hmm. you know, we maybe do preach one sermon a year on um, yeah. the most important relationship there is outside of your relationship with God, you know? Um, and we've talked about that too, because yeah, we're like, you know, look a lot of churches, almost every church has divorce care. Right. But they don't yes. have marriage care. Right. And we're like, we we're so. sitting there like, okay, something's wrong with this. And, and people wonder why there's a 50% divorce rate in the Christian world. It's because they're listening to society ideas and it's creeped into the church and the church can't handle it because they're not doing marriage stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yep. <laughs> then you so we, get, we, we get that what you're saying. Yeah, we, we've we talked about that a lot and we're sitting there like, mm-hmm. and we, you know, now our church that we go to, it's a big church. So they have ma- all the marriage resources and all that. Yes, they're you know, pretty but good. But your mid sized ter- churches and the smaller churches, a lot of them don't. And it's right. a mm-hmm. sad thing to say because everybody, yeah. every church has marriage issues, whether yep. they hide it or not. That's right. True. Yep. <clears throat> so now tell us a few moments to where. You, your your ministry did something and you saw you saw something or you seen marriage marriages heal that inspired you that you're like okay this this is our our ministry is doing something or god is doing something through the ministry i should say well we have couples especially at, when we do our ultimate date night there's usually one or two people that'll come up and say you know here's what's been going on in our life and this was a great night out um the one i can just vividly remember was in upstate new york Um, and it was intermission. We always have an intermission and, and it was an intermission time. And a a lady came up to me and she said, you just need to know that this is the first time my husband and I have been out in six months because our son committed suicide six months ago. It's the first time we've been out. And this is the first time that we've laughed and it was very healing because I'm sitting there going, Oh, I'm going to ball. I get on stage. (laughs) You know, those kinds of comments happen often whether it's at the show or an email afterwards, um, those kinds of comments. And they're and it's good, not that we want to boast or be prideful, but it does yeah. Yeah. encourage you to go, you know what, we in spite of churches maybe not really caring about marriages or the perception that people, if they go to a marriage thing, then they have something wrong with their marriage. That encourages us to keep to keep going, to keep doing what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, when it comes to marriage, when it comes to priorities of God, a lot of people don't realize it. It's up there. You know, yeah, <laughs> you know I'm like, um, you breathe it and then your marriage. That's right. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, because I always try to tell people and I, I wish people would understand this. Your your first marriage, your first ministry is your marriage. That's right. And a lot of people don't get that because I, I, you see a lot of, you know, I think one of the in the and this is talking about the church crowd now in the church community. What frown, what I get upset on a little bit is a lot of people will talk about I'm doing this for God, but it's pulling them from their spouse. 
And I'm like, you, it's like, that's not how God works. Right. You know, you can't spend 80 hours a week in your ministry and expect to have a strong marriage. It doesn't work. God does not. God's not going to destroy your marriage just so you can have a successful ministry. You're right. You're spot on. Um, my father was in full-time ministry his entire life. And he, um, he said, I, I'm, if I, if I sacrifice my family for the sake of my ministry, what, what good is my ministry? And exactly. so he really made his mom and, and us a priority. And I think that's, that's true. Your, your first ministries to your spouse, your seconds to your kids. And yes. that's, that's a tough pill to swallow sometimes, but we have to. And so, which means sometimes you got to say no to stuff. And even mm -hmm. though, no matter how hard it is, no matter how big of a financial blessing that could be, sometimes the financial blessing is a financial curse. You just don't know it. Right. And every time you say yes to something, you're also saying no to something else. Yeah. So if you say true. if you say yes to some ministry, um, you're saying no to time with your with your wife and kids. And, you know, somebody I got I had people get mad at me on my personal Facebook page a few years ago. I remember I said every yes you say to something is a no you're saying to your marriage. Oh, I had people oh, really mad at me over that one because <laughs> they, they don't want to be told that that they're destroying their marriage, even though they are destroying their, again, I'm, I'm I, you know, I don't expect people to live the way we, cause you know, for 18 years, we're, we've been a 24 seven couple. That was just how I wanted to live. Yeah. Marriage. We've always worked. And together. I, when I told God, I need a spouse that wants to live like this. I remember asking him, send me that spouse, however it can be. And I, and I remember him, 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 I really feel like he said, She's online. I really felt like that. And, <laughs> and, and I remember thinking, to, and, I, and I remember saying, well, how will I know? You know, and, uh, because, again, there's so many people online, you know, and I remember it was as clear as day. You will know because she will stand out. And I remember I had a qualifying question. Now, Brandy, you had to be a Christian and all that. Even though I was kind of still through addictions, I still believed. I still wanted that life. And I remember going through the different people online and I got, I got flack for this. Um, but I remember asking people if it were possible, and I didn't say you had to just say, if it were possible, would you be willing to consider living a 24 seven marriage to build a legacy together? Hmm. You wouldn't believe what <laughs> some of the answers that I got from that from people. Oh, I was controlling. I was this. I was that. And I remember when Sandy answered that question at first chat. She was the only one ever did this. Um, she said, I've never heard of that kind of marriage. But if that were even remotely possible, that would be awesome. I knew that moment. That was who God said. There you go. That's awesome. That is awesome. And, and that, that was something that I think that a lot of people miss. You know, they try to change to find the spouse. And I'm like, you know what? This is, you know, I think people need to learn to, okay, how do you want to live marriage? And go find somebody that wants to live it like that. Because a lot of people, they get married, as you know, get married and, and they never talked about any of this. Right. And then they get married and all of a sudden you got one spot, you got one, the husband says he wants to stay at home um wife and sh and she's like oh i've got to work 80 hours a week that's to my my crew and it's like 
did you not talk about this before? <laughs> You'd be amazed at how many don't talk about those kinds of issues. Because they're in love. It'll all work right. out. <laughs> but see, I knew exactly what I wanted. And, you know, I mean, maybe not exactly, but I knew that that was one issue that I would rather be single rest of my life because I married her to be with her. And and people can say we're unhealthy and all that all they want. Um, and we've been called that because of how we live. But I look at it this way. When I'm on my deathbed, whether that's tomorrow, whether it's next year, whether it's 50 years from now, I'll be able to, the one thing regret I will not be able to have is I did not spend enough time with her. Yep. And that's to me the most important part because marriage is my first ministry. Yep. And chances, yeah. chances are one of you is going to stand over the grave of the other and you want to be able to, you know, not have that regret, you know, unless you died at the same time. And if, uh, <laughs> if, we, died, if we died at the same time, it's because she's driving. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we was up in Kentucky visiting her dad's grave. And I remember um, mm -hmm. there was a grave by and it had on a tombstone. Oh, yes. Yeah, um, cemetery up there. We did it our way. And I said, Sandy, there's us. They had yeah. a married couple that that, 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 mm -hmm. that was what they wanted on their headstone. We did it our way. And that, that's, that's I was like, oh, yeah. that, that's perfect. Because again, I'm not, you know, I still believe that we're doing it God's way. Because if you look at the Bible and you look at Adam and Eve, God never tried to get Adam and Eve to split to go do work. At least not from what I could tell. It right. was they were supposed to work together, together in the garden and all that, and to help each other. And so I just tell people we're just living the Adam and Eve uh, marriage. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are y'all's thoughts on time? Because we we've discussed that a little bit. How do people? You know, again, not everybody lives like Sandy and I, so that's different. But how do people find the time when they do have kids that they're balancing out and yes, you know they got they both work 50 60 hours a week um and how do parents in this day and time pre-covid granted covid may have changed just a little bit but pre-covid mm -hmm. find that time you know i actually think covid may have caused some marriages and some families to spend more time to, i mean i know it has That's true. and you know whether it's been good or bad I think people have begun to see that that is that does need to be a priority as they've been at home. We've been watching this. We have a we can see to the next street through our backyard. and We have snow on the ground right now. We're in Michigan. And oh, yes. this dad every morning gets out his four wheeler and puts the sled on the back of it and takes oh, wow. it around the yard. And it's hilarious. This morning he slung them. It was pretty funny. But we've been oh, watching, wow. you know, dads who are home now working and the kids are mm -hmm. home there's time now that they see, you know what, this is really important. So yeah. I think yes. has helped that in some ways. And again, it's, you just have to be intentional. You have to be intentional looking at your week ahead and saying, Hey, when can we go on a date? When are we going to have family dinners? When are we going to spend time with the kids? When can we have a movie? You know, you have to, you have to plan. It's if, not if, just going to spontaneously right. if, happen. If you don't write it down, put it in your planner, put it in your notebook, put it. It's in your not notebook. happening. All right. It's not happening. All right. So, you know, if you want to, if you want a healthy marriage, you've got to invest in those ways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even though we are a 24 seven couple, a lot of times I'm in the home office, she's with the kids. And all, so we're yeah. still like separate. We're just under the same roof, which, but the difference is if I need her, I can reach out and say, Hey, let's talk. You know, it's, you know, it's not yeah. like yeah. You know, when you're, you know, mm -hmm. you both working jobs. So 
we feel so blessed that we've been able to work together all these years. And oh yeah, and, and, and granted, yeah, we homeschool our nine-year-old, so he's always here with us. Too, what's funny is for years people told us, "Oh, we're so bad being together all the time. We're so bad that we homeschool our child. We're so bad at this and that." And then COVID happens, and, and I've, I told Sandy, "I was like, ain't it ironic that all these people, everybody tried to get us." to go society's way. And now society has to live our way. <laughs> crazy. Yep. I was like, you know, because again, you know, I don't tell people how they should no. live their marriage. I, I would never recommend 24 seven marriage. If you can do it and you can, because again, if you're going to have a marriage where you're together all the time, you better read a lot of communication books. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you, if you know, if you work 60, 70 hours a week, you don't really have to do a lot because you're never together, you know, but when you're together all the time, you have to really study each other. You have to study what makes her tick. What makes me tick. You have to, you have to really study. And so that's where I love right now media. You know, yeah. we, you know, we, we probably listen, it's, we, we've kind of slacked now because we're going through a yeah. season of our life is tougher with a 23 month old, but for years we would, we would watch five or six sermons on a Sunday, Wednesday night, we go to our church is our main service for our church is Wednesday and Sundays. Cause it's, they do multiple services, mm -hmm. but I serve them Wednesday. So that's when we go then. So Sundays we'd spend all day watching like, um, Stephen Furtick with Elevation Church and 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 all the different churches that we love. And right now, media, then we'd spend an hour a day um, listening to sermons through that. And we, again, we need to get back more. But one thing I think that a lot of people and I think you can maybe agree with me. What do you think about a lot of people love personal motivation? Um, but I think sometimes that can be a curse. I always tell people, if you if you do an hour of personal motivation, you should do an hour of marriage um, growth, too. Because what people don't realize is personal motivation. Um, if that's all both of y'all do, per personal motivation teaches you how to live happy alone. So the stronger you get in personal motivation, and I believe in all that motivation, um, then the, the is splitting you and you don't even know it. Whereas to balance that out, you do just as much in marriage growth because marriage growth teaches you how to be happy together. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And how to sacrifice and how to give yep. and how to, how to receive. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. Especially the sacrifice. Uh, that, I think that is the part when you look at marriages out there uh, and what are your thoughts on this is I think a lot of people that scares them. Because because when it comes to sacrifice, when two people marry, they're sacrificing their independence. But all their life, whether when, you know, as a parent, you put you pour into your child. And I hope we don't do this. So um, I don't want to do it this way. But parents pour. OK, you got to be independent. Got to be independent. Got to be independent. Got to be independent. So all their life, that's all they heard. Then you put two people married. Now, all of a sudden, you got to be interdependent. How do couples deal with that? Because that's that I think, you know, the independence used to be only outside of merit of, of the Christian community. I see it more in the Christian community than outside now. And that scares me because I think that's where the divorce rate comes from is because if you're wanting to be independent, you're eventually going to be independent, literally. Right. Right. I think you're spot on with that. I mean, you spend your whole childhood 
you know, being told that you're 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 going to go to school and get good grades. Those mm-hmm. degrees are going to get you a good job. That good job is going to find the career of your life. Then you're going to find what the man <laughs> or the woman of your dreams. Yes. You know, we're told that this person's going to come in and be my dream. You know, <laughs> um, nightmare maybe. And then, and then, <laughs> then when you get married, you realize no, um, I'm you know I'm here to serve her and to give to her and mm-hmm. vice versa. But even in times when she doesn't serve me or give to me, mm-hmm. I still have to serve her. You know, that's, that's just the way that it is. And I think you're right that, that um, people don't, I don't want to, I don't want to sound judgmental, but a lot of people get married for sex. Let's just be honest. You know, yes. they're attracted to one another. That's true. And, that is true. and there's not a thing wrong with that, <laughs> but you stay married because you realize that that this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life giving to. Yeah. Or annoying. Or annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I want to teach our kids. I believe if parents would change from teaching their kids to be independent, but teaching their kids to serve, we would have a whole different um, mm-hmm. thing. Because that, 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 that's where that independent spirit comes from, is um, from from not serving. Right. So if you can teach them from a young age to serve, um, then when they do get married and they find that right person, we we would hope that they would find someone that also serves. Mm-hmm. So then now when they marry, it's just something it's not a unique thing. You know, it's something that they just do anyway. Yep. Yep. It's funny because I, I I'm, I'm very old school and um, I took a year off after high school and went on a basically a year long mission trip. Oh, wow. And um, took orders from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I was I was not in charge of me. Someone else was in charge of me, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that was one of the best things. I, I wish that could almost be mandatory for for kids nowadays. That yeah. you, know, you need mm-hmm. to take a year and go to the Peace Corps, go do a mission for your church, uh, maybe go sign up for the National Guard. Something where at 18 years old you re- you realize somebody else is in charge, and and if mm-hmm. I want my life to go. Wow. Right. I'm going to have to listen to them. And, it, you know, it, it does teach about serving and what that, that means. So that's yeah, like, yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there are times, there are many times of where I have to bite my tongue. And many times she has to bite her tongue and probably way more than I do. <laughs> to <be honest>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, but you know what? It's one of them things where you have to ask yourself, will this matter? in two weeks because you know a lot of people say what matter in two years i won't matter in two weeks right because if it won't matter in two weeks then why you know why bother with it because i think a lot of people they they, they hold this the small stuff the little stuff that their spouse does and it's all and really it's communication it's you know it's that they just see things different and i'm like you know, just don't hold it in, you know, give whatever that little thing is, give it grace, move on. Yeah. Oh, like remember that one couple, the big battle. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, um, at our church, a yeah. couple was running a marriage ministry yeah. and they were telling their story mm-hmm. and, um, and they were, cause they're talking about how communication can, you know, how you hold things in and eventually explodes. And she told us the story about how, she was making noodles or something. Spaghetti. Chili. Chili, chili, chili. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And she threw it across the room over yeah. 
because it wasn't good. Something, yeah, it was something he, about he it. He thought it should be made. A she thought it was made a different that, way than yeah. what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And she threw it and said, well, you do. And, and like she was saying, she said that it wasn't because of that. No, it, wasn't it was because of other too. issues that they have. Mm -hmm. And I always try to tell people that in most cases, um, couples don't fight from their current circumstances. They fight from their past experiences. And their past hurts. Yep. yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what have y'all done? What have y'all done to kind of help people mend that part? Because that's a big issue is that that's where most fights come from is that past pain. How do couples get around that to heal from that part? I think you have to identify your past pain with each other and, and really communicate. Hey, this is, you know, for example, Laura grew up in a home. Her father was sick her entire life. Wow. And so that influences the way she uh, uh, operates. My father was a minister who was in the military. So, you know, um, different I, experiences, very yes. different experiences. And so trying to understand your spouse's family of origin and how that positively and negatively affects them is, is really important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Cause you know, it's like that little meme that you probably seen where one person's looking at a six, the other side person's looking at it's a nine, yep. but it's the same number. And, yes. and I think that again, I'm going to see different, different than what she sees and she's going to see what, and it's, it's going to be the same experience. But, but like you said, I think that people need to teach each other their past yep. so that they can then learn and know, Oh, that's why my spouse gets a little upset when I do this or right. I do that, or she does this, you know, and I think that's so important. So as we want, as we start to wind down here, um, what are your goals for the marriage ministry and your books and writing and all that for the next five years? Well, we're really, our, our goal is to, is to pivot a little bit and go more online. Um, so we have a grandbaby now. And so we, uh, we don't want to be on the road every weekend. We want to go see her. <laughs> So I would say that 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 whole pivot into online teaching, I don't think, um, I don't think events are going away. Yeah, but they'll eventually come back. But but they're 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 going to look different. They're going to look different. Yeah, yeah they will. And so online is here to stay. So let's see how we can make that the best that it can be. Um, you know, continue to grow uh, the material that we present uh, in books and in live events. Um, just do what God's called us to do and, and, and do it with excellence. That's what we want to do. I love yes. that. Do you want to bring in our little yeah. third co-host? Yeah, we got a third co-host. that we already Yes. Got. Let him our nine-year-old Christopher. Let me get him. Now, before he comes, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of the people who are doing great things. But there's always a team behind. I always like, So I like to get the people to tell us a little bit about their team to help somebody who, you, who they are. Well, we've got uh, uh, Paul, who's our director of live events. He um, he is our detail person. He he does. We're uh, creatives. We're not detail. <laughs> right. We're very creative. And then um, we've got Kenny and Mike, our booking agents. And uh, Kenny is right here in Michigan with us. They happen to be brothers. Uh, Mike is in Nashville. And um, we could not do it without them. They really seal the deal and, and get us bookings. Um, we've had social media directors before. Um, right now, we're doing a lot of, of a lot of what we're doing now. We're contracting out rather than having employees, and so yeah, uh, makes sense. Um, yeah, that's really. Uh, and then we've got 
our daughter's cat. She's an important part of the team. <laughs> <laughs> and here's our third party of the team. Yes. Yeah. Hi, Jay and Laura. Hi. Hi. How are you? Doing good. So what's your favorite food? Okay, oh. look, look at me, son. <laughs> I like it all, baby. <laughs> but I like um, pizza. We like pizza. And bur I like mm -hmm. burgers better than I like pizza. I can, uh, eat, I can eat a hamburger every day. Right How about now, you? we're kind of addicted to Wendy's uh, classic chicken sandwich. Yeah, those are good. Ooh. What's your favorite food? Pizza. Yeah. What do you like on it? I, I like pepperoni and sausage. There you go. There you go. Marmalade meat eater. Yeah. <laughs> Grow big and strong because you eat your meat. There you go. <laughs> and what's your name again? Uh, Christopher. Christopher. What grade are you in, Christopher? I am in third grade. All right. Very good. <laughs> What's your favorite thing to study in school? Hmm. What's your favorite subject? Hmm. <laughs> reading. Nice. Good. He can read. He's probably he's a, an excellent he's, reader. He's probably ahead of his schedule on reading. So we're proud yeah. of him. Well, we homeschool our kids, so we know that sometimes you just don't like your uh, your teacher very well, huh? <laughs> <laughs> How's your teacher? Uh, uh, very good. <laughs> right here. Right Bye, thanks. And, and you know, we got a 23 month old daughter that when she gets older, she don't know it yet, but she'll yes. be plugged into the show too. <laughs> oh, yes. Because we are a family affair. I mean, yeah. that's just, it's, you know, when we started this, I was like, mm -hmm. you know what? I want to do something that pulls them in, not pulls us away. Right. Nice. And we've had to do, we've been able to do some cool, really crazy people on the show. So it's been really cool. Oh, awesome. yes. Some of the shows that he watches, we've been able to have some of the actors and Oh wow! Singers on our show. Because yeah, he watches. He, we've had like five he different people Nickelodeon. from Nickelodeon come mm -hmm. on the show. So. Nice, nice, very nice. So well, as we having us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Oh, thank you for so, your time. So um, as we end this, yes. tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Well, you can get find our books on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Uh, if you want to walk, go to our website. It's jandlaura.com. That's J A Y A N D. L-A-U-R-A.com. And that'll have all of our social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so you can find us there. You know, we enjoyed having y'all we here. Did. We look forward to one day having y'all back down the road. Yes. There you go. Thank you. Have a great day.